Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about John Williams, bedbugs, and more silly shit. So, uh, there's a Galaxy's Edge theme. There's a Galaxy's Edge theme. And and John Williams did it. And John Williams did it, which on the one hand is like, okay, this is this is kind of cliche. It sounds just like all of John Williams' other <laughs> music, but that's actually perfect. That's really important. Yeah. And I'm sort of imagining, like, I, I sort of presume that this is what's going to be happening when you're walking around in Galaxy's Yeah, Edge. I don't know how they're going to use it. But, but it's, it's, a very, it's a very long piece, so I presume that and others or something. It's a very John Williams piece. But if you like the, if your favorite genre of music is John Williams, you're going to be very <laughs> pleased with the Galaxy's Edge theme. Mostly, for me, I think it's, it's important in that, like, we have multiple generations of people now who have been trained to get hype when they hear John Williams yeah, music, yeah. especially... Like, there's a slight difference to his spacey Star Wars stuff yep. versus, um, like, Indiana Jones and stuff like Harold that. Harold Potter. Right. Yeah. So, I am very curious, though, um, did he do more music? Did he do music that's going to be playing during the rides? Did he do, you know, I, I, I'm really curious to hear what what the depth is of of his involvement, just because... I think that that does have the potential to sort of really tie things together and make you feel like you're in a movie. Because if you have a soundtrack that sounds like it's from a Star Wars film, then you might feel kind of like you're in a Star Wars film. That's actually the whole delay for the Rise of the Resistance ride is waiting for John Williams to finish the music. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That actually, like, that's not the craziest thing I've heard. Yes, it is. Um, I think that's, I think it's good. I'm excited for it. I'll bet you the answers to our questions about whether or not he's scoring the rides are easily findable on the internet, and we could have researched them. <sighs> this is a zero research podcast. If only. So. <laughs> if only. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a good piece. It's very Star Wars and John Williams. Yeah, for sure. Um, the articles about it also, you know, brought back up all of the cool things that are going to be happening in the space too. Um, I'd forgotten that there's going to be like an app based like game as well. Um, they released the alcoholic drinks list, I guess recently. Yep. And I'm just like, yep. okay. I mean, they look really cool. And so even if you and I aren't drinking them, <laughs> give much, me a virgin all, one and put a light, light up light cute ice cube in it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want all of the fancy well, drinks with light up ice cubes, but without alcohol. I just want to see people drinking those and feel yeah, like true. I'm in, in, you know, some sort of, weird space long ago far away <laughs> that's the thing like i keep trying to think like future but no no it's no, like it's immer- yeah but the, long, but they're they're ago. going <laughs> they're going hard on the immersion um so it'll be cool the the funny thing about this article that the rolling stone put out is that it says <laughs> the it says galaxy's edge opened yesterday <laughs> <laughs> at Disneyland, even though it opens the 31st. So I'm assuming like a bunch of preview kind of things came out yesterday. So I'm expecting yeah. that it's there was like a preview event. Maybe that would make sense on Star Wars. Day. But it was just funny because it was like Rolling Stone. You did not research well, did you? <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah. They're worse than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, I should talk. 
But yeah, I'm I'm genuinely excited, even though it'll probably be like 2025 before I decide to deal with the crowds <laughs> and enter Galaxy's oh, Edge. But rip. You know. I was actually thinking about that for our trip this year. I'm like, are we even going to get discounts on the hotels to come out? Because oh, like yeah, they point. may not release them this right, year. Right, it might be blasted. This so might they, be the year yeah. that my prophecy of free dining going away will actually mm. come true. Because people were like, yeah, like when I asserted that at one point on the Walt Disney World subreddit, somebody was like, or a few people I think were like, well, they won't get rid of it because they've always done it. And I was like, yeah, but they've always, quote unquote, as in the last, you know, seven years or something, always done it to drive traffic at lower traffic times. If there's yeah. no lower traffic time, there's no reason. Well, but guests really like it. They're not doing it because guests like it. The people will come, especially now with Galaxy's Edge. So I'm really curious to see if this is the year when like free dining and when the specific discounts that you see always coming around the same time on mouse savers just like start petering out. You know, that's a good point too. The timing that this is opening Disney world's galaxy's edge is opening in August, I believe. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but that's sort of perfect timing to go into a little bit of a down season normally. Yeah. And so they're going to end 2019 very, very strong uh, if you ignore the boatloads of money that they are spending on making this happen. But that's kind of the point is that this will show shareholders or whoever really cares that, yes, this is this is successful. This is worth right. the investment. Yeah. August 29th, 2019. Disney cool. World. Yeah. Yep. So our last trip without Galaxy's Edge was this past March. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually thinking about like... I never want to go in in like August because it's sweaty and awful. But if there's ever a time to go in August, the yeah. week before it opens, yeah. we'll probably be dead because almost everyone who would have gone yeah. at that time was like, let's just move our vacation well, a couple weeks. Well, weekend you know? August trip it is. Weekend August trip. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if I hated it as a scrawny little child, there is no way I will survive as a fat adult. We will clearly just need to go and then hide indoors and take minivans door to door everywhere we go. Yes. So topic number two is me screaming eternally. Uh, a Louisiana couple is suing Walt Disney World, alleging that they were exposed to bed bugs last year while they were there. Uh, they said they stayed at All Star Movies. Uh, they're seeking $75,000 in damaging, damaging, damages, <laughs> uh, alleging that Disney failed to disclose the existence of bed bugs along with failing to he keep their hotel room clean. Um, they say in April of 2018, wait. I was there at that time. Ew, not at that resort, but wow. Uh, their family became blah, blah, blah. They figured out that they had bed bugs. Once they returned home, they notified Disney. According to the lawsuit, Disney confirmed the existence of bed bugs in that room, which seems, as someone points out in the comments of this article, really unlikely that Disney would be like, yes, there were bed bugs in there. Um, or like, yes, we found them. That just seems like something that would be a little more right. reticent to. Uh, to admit, um, and then an exterminator came to their house and confirmed that they had an infestation and the family was required to evacuate their home during the treatment, which is basically what happens when you have bed bugs. Um, and they had to get rid of a bunch of furniture and personal property, which is also what tends to happen when you have bed bugs. However, as I, a few things have been pointed out in the comments of this article, 
did they have the bed bugs before they went? Um, one thing that is actually um, can be a thing with bed bugs is you can have a delay before you actually react. Um, another thing is, did they stay somewhere else first? Um, someone commented that you should always check for bed bugs when you enter a room. Um, I do that at most hotels. I actually don't do it at Disney as much because I trust them. Um, but I really probably should. I have a really, I had an experience with bed bugs, um, in the past and it was horrifying and terrifying and like very scary to me because they are really tenacious and like, I didn't have any issues with where I lived. That was fine. Um, but my my partner at the time had them and like it was really hard for her to get them exterminated from where she was living. And then like anytime we were hanging out or like we like it was just it just gets they get into your head because they're so fucking hard to kill. Like they're not the thing is that the I don't like the assertion by this Louisiana couple who is suing that Disney didn't keep their room clean because cleanliness has nothing to do with bed bugs. Like if we were to go, if you were a fucking millionaire with a housemaid, like a team of maids keeping your mansion clean and you slept over at a hotel that had an infestation and they got into your luggage and they got into your house, it doesn't matter how clean your house is. They're really good at hiding. They're really hard to kill. Like most normal pesticides won't take care of them. Even some of the things that exterminators do don't actually take care of them. Um, So it's really, it's really scary because in general hotels like have a hard time keeping any you there's nothing you can do to easily prevent them from entering a room or establishing themselves um so it's hard to say that a hotel should be liable necessarily like if if any hotel should be liable they'd probably all be out of business by now because bedbugs have made such a resurgence in the last like decade or so um but anyway ick ew this is horrifying and i hate it and i want to believe that this couple had them elsewhere because that way i don't have to believe they were in a room at disney but at the same time like it's a risk with staying in a hotel well and it's it's entirely possible and the the things that are done normally to clean a room before the next people come in will not inherently get rid of bed bugs. So no. it could have just been that the people before them. Right. Had and bed that's bugs. what it likely so, was. You know. Like it, it was very, it very likely is just that like the people who stayed there immediately before them had brought them with them. You know, it's not likely that it's like a widespread issue because if it was probably it wouldn't just be one Louisiana couple. It would be something where the lawyer had found other cases or it would be something where other complaints had been heard. Right. And yeah, I do wonder as well, um, coming from Louisiana, like maybe they drove over and stayed at a crappy motel on the way or something. Right, right. That, you know, and that's sort of the, the. admittedly, it's kind of problematic the way that bed bugs uh, are dealt with uh, as a social issue is you just don't let that sort of people into your hotel if you're worried about getting bed bugs. And it's like, yeah, okay. Clearly, if you just separate your hotels by class, then the likelihood yeah. of getting bed bugs is is lesser. But it's not actually even. That's not really the thing. <laughs> like at that's all. the thing. Like, it's, it's not like know. it's one of those things that I think gets perceived as like you icky dirty people who don't right. clean have them, and like that's not the case at all. It's right. just it's not like a hygiene thing. It's just these horrible, tenacious, little awful bugs. Um, that are th- like the tenacity is the thing. Like they're just very, they, they are just hard to get rid of once they establish. Um, well, and certainly, I mean, the, the 
most comparable thing that I can think of is lice. We're getting yeah, gross yeah, on this podcast, yep. but lice. Yeah. <laughs> um, strangely, the the kids who got lice in my elementary school, pro tip, it was the rich kids. <laughs> And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they were trying on a bunch of hats or something. You know, like, who yeah. knows? But, like, it's not... It's it's one of those things where, like, those things are just tenacious. If they weren't so tenacious, we would have eliminated them by now. Right. So, exactly. They're just really... Like, that's the thing. They're just... They're difficult to kill. Um, and and I, I will say... Awful. Disney's doing something right. Because I've literally heard of... No other instances, uh, at least, you know, not that I've researched this, but I don't know if you have, but um, it's not something that I tend to worry about at Disney because I do think that they are more likely to catch things like that. I haven't heard of it, but someone commented on this article that bedbugs, like you can read accounts where clients found bedbugs in just about every resort on the property. Yeah. But again, it's usually that someone else has been traveling and brings them along. Like they're just like they're just that's it's a it's a thing they're fucking awful yeah that's i'm giving myself the oogies yeah yeah there definitely needs to be a content note for bugs on this podcast episode oh they're awful but as other people pointed out too like they bought someone's like i bought a new sofa from a reputable company and it came with bed but like they're just they're just a hazard and it's awful but i don't know how much you can hold a company liable for them because they are so difficult. Like they can, they can not to freak everyone out, but I did research a ton about them back when I had the issue with them. And like, they could be in like baseboard, they can slide into electric outlets. Like there, there's just no good way aside from heat treating, like, and by heat treating, I mean getting it up to like some stupidly high number of degrees, like 400 degrees or some shit. There is no way except for that or s- extreme chemical use, which would be more hazardous to the guests right. than bed bugs are, um, to like truly bed bug proof an establishment. Which that's a really good point to taking care of that infestation once they find it must be incredibly challenging because they can't just bake a whole room at 400 degrees without affecting other guests. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And presumably they had to go a chemical treatment route, which probably meant that they needed to close that building. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. You can do, they could probably isolate to a room. Um, there are, there is like a, there's some kind of a unit that they make that you can, first of all, there are, two, there are at least two different heating units I'm thinking of. There's one that you can put your luggage into like once you oh, get yep. home. So if you're that paranoid. And then I think there is like a specific tool that you can use to heat a room to where it would actually kill them. But like, again, you can't, like it's not scalable. That's not something you can just do all the time. So they basically do the best that they can. Check the obvious places like in a mattress that that they would be potentially hiding. And um, yeah. But yeah. the point here is there's, there's almost nothing that Disney could be doing that they're probably not already doing. Yeah. And if you are unlucky enough to roll the dice and to basically show up after someone who brought them into a room before that room has been explicitly inspected for bed bugs, then, you know, that's, that is what it is. That could happen by yeah. having your luggage next to someone's at the airport. Yep. Like, and the ways that you, the ways that you mitigate, bed bug stuff just as like a quick primer lift up the corners of the mattresses and look um look in the sheets look in the like the creases in the corner of the mattress to see if you see any 
bug carcasses, any weird color, like basically bed bug poop is what you're looking for, like little black dots. Um, don't put your luggage on your bed. Put it on a luggage rack over by the window or over by somewhere else that's not next to the bed. Because the way that bed bugs work is they're attracted by um, carbon dioxide that you breathe out. So they do tend to stay around the bed because they they are going towards humans. They will, again, like I said, infest other places in the room. But the place they're most likely to be is on the bed. So if you use a luggage rack, um, and also a luggage rack is easy to inspect to see if there's anything hiding right. anywhere, pretty much. You can kind of get under the straps if you need to. Um, put it by the window. Put it by another wall. Um, basically just like luggage at least that way if you did have an issue it wouldn't be as likely that they were in your luggage going home with you the other thing is those folks could have gotten them on the plane right like that's a real thing to think about when you're traveling it's really hard to isolate to a room because someone else's luggage on a plane might have them right or i mean fabric seats on a plane like yeah you know Oh, God. Sorry. I'm never leaving the house again. No, like, it's legit. But that's... Anyway, I just wanted to give those tips of, like, don't put your luggage on the bed. And, like, if you really feel paranoid about it, just check around the mattress as much as you can. Oh, and that's that's also the big thing, too. Do your checking. If you do your due diligence and, you know, if there is an infestation in your room, as bad as the circumstances that would be, as long as you notice then you cannot bring it home with you. Yeah. Well, and again, I usually, I try to operate a lot of the time like I'm assuming that there is. Like I try to not put my luggage on the bed. Right. Even if if I've checked and it seems like there isn't an issue, like, because we've never had, knock on wood, we've never had any issues like that at Walt Disney World. Um, Just treating it like there might be automatically means that you're safer. to bring us into slightly lighter territory. It's time for the Silly Shit in Disney Films Corner! So. So. Al of Al's Toy Barn. Al's Toy Barn. Toy Story 2. His chicken suit, clearly, in his commercial, has printed chicken feathers. Okay. very, very clearly printed onto fabric. Why does it shed feathers? From the trunk of his car when he steals Woody. Oh, snap. <laughs> this is a really stupid one, but I was like, why is this? Why did you do it? Like, what does... Because his okay. chicken suit is very okay. clearly like a sewn out of material that has feathers printed on it. Here's a theory. Here's <laughs> I really a theory. like how you respond to all of these with legitimate I, I need. I, I have to. It's, <laughs> it's my role. Um, what if... The suit is stuffed with feathers. With, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like a down suit because it's an all season chicken suit for standing outside <laughs> in winter weather <laughs> and also insulation for summer. I don't think he stands out. I don't think anyone's, well, maybe someone else does, but yeah, he mostly uses it for advertising. On maybe the TV. his his nephew has to wear the chicken suit outside in sub zero temperatures. <laughs> Wait, where even does Toy Story take place? Uh, well, uh... Does it snow there? Is yeah, it isn't there snow during one of the... I don't remember. Um, I think, I don't know. 
write in and tell us no, how no, wrong we are. No, I think it might. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's just weird. Like I was like, they they make that a key plot point where they're like, this feather. Where did this feather come from? Oh, and then it's just like, oh, chicken suit. I'm like, but it doesn't work that way if the chicken suit is printed. It's not like the head of the chicken. No, no, no. Like the whole, the whole whole suit is one piece. So it's like pajamas. And the wings. Yeah. And the wings are like, um, like scalloped on the edge or whatever. It's like, it's just, uh, it's really just like a, like a chicken suit made out of, um, like it's not a mascot outfit with texture and feathers on it. It's the kind that has like just fabric. There's probably a technical term for it, but yeah. So I just looked it up. Toy Story takes place in the Tri-County area, which is a fictional location in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, so not so much on the snow. So not so much on the snow or down <laughs> down chicken suit, unless yeah. it was just uh, just to make it pudgy, in which case you could probably use like synthetic like foam. And also Al's already a pudgy guy. Yeah. Like he's he's drawn as a pretty round dude. True. True. Yep. Yeah, maybe that's why he went with the chicken in the first. I, I hope Why all... did he go with the chicken? What? Because uh, it's, it's a barn. So he's a chicken in the barn. He, maybe like the chicken was the most flattering. Like he didn't want to be a pig or a right. cow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so chicken it was. So he went for chicken. I mean, props for rocking the chicken suit. But just... no props because you're a terrible guy, Al. Yeah, he's awful. Don't steal toys, Al. I, I Spoilers. Aren't you all really <laughs> glad that I'm like exposing all of these very minor plot holes to you, this service that I'm doing to you on this podcast. What I want to hear is is your grand you. conspiracy theory about how all of these plot holes tie together to like give us a message about some future film or something Oh, I'll like come that. up with like, one eventually. Come up with something. Or it's, you know, really the, the animators are trying to tell us something because they're <laughs> trapped in the uh, Imagineering basements or something, you know. <laughs> There's like a giant coded reference to some nefarious plot by Disney and Pixar. Right. The the lamps are in charge and all of the animators <laughs> are in, in some sort of Pixar dungeon. Awful. It's clearly what's going on. Everyone is Joss Whedon. That's the trap. we haven't done i haven't done my old joss whedon rant on this oh that's true that's true (sighs) that might be a whole topic for some oh it sure it sure could be a whole topic but it's one of those ones of do i feel like delving into this because so many folks still worship him like he's not an awful person anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh Well, anyway, write in and tell us your conspiracy theories and or what your explanation of any of our silly shit in Disney film segments are. Because we provide some explanations. Sometimes we tear them apart ourselves. But some of them, uh, I think we have some pretty good ideas about. Like the Monsters, Inc. one, for instance. Mm-hmm. We raised a lot of totally valid reasons why why that could have yeah. uh, been introduced into Monster Society. But I am curious to hear what people's thoughts on those are. And, of course, uh, if you think of any other silly things in films that you know yeah, of. Yeah, if that... you're like, oh, I want to send in my silly thing that I thought of. Yeah, I would I would love for us to talk about the weird stuff that you've noticed. Because every time Val comes up with one of these that I haven't thought about, it always sort of breaks my, my head a little bit. Where I'm just like, what? 
how did they not catch this? Like what? Yeah. What were they thinking? Yeah. You know, this is this is a huge hole. The whole yeah. film doesn't make sense <laughs> because makes of the sense feathers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's been our show for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you have any questions about Disney film opinions, Walt Disney World trip planning, my favorite color, uh, please write in at boredandsassy.com and then click contact or you can go to twitter.com and we are bored and sassy or you can message us on Facebook or comment on the post we make. I make about this podcast being out because <laughs> Sam hardly uses Facebook. Um, yeah. Let us know if you have questions. We really like to give advice about trips. Um, also, it reminds me somebody, a friend of mine right now has been asking me about Disneyland. We're happy to talk about that in sort of abbreviated form because we've only been there once. Um, but yeah, give us, give us a shout with questions you might have. For the sake of our listeners, we could always go back. I hated that flight. Okay, we could always go back with fancier flights. Even with a fancier flight, I don't <laughs> like it. It's too long to be in the air. Um, but Bear. yes, I mean, probably someday we will. But yeah, we like we really like planning, like helping folks plan trips, um, answering questions about stuff to do. Um, we might have uh, Sarah Beth on at some point to talk about pin trading from a more expertise kind of perspective, Absolutely. but we're bad at rather, scheduling. Rather <laughs> than our throwaway, we're not qualified to answer this, but we're going to try and yeah, fail miserably. Yeah, and we're also really bad at planning, so it's one of those like, oh yeah, but like we usually just go, oh yeah, when do we want to record? <laughs> so um, we got to get get our shit together there, but... Um, but yeah, so please do give us feedback questions. If you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this thing. Oh my gosh, I love this thing. Um, segment ideas, whatever, anything you might want to hear us sound off on. If you think we spend too long soliciting input at the end of episodes, please let us know how you feel about that. I don't give a fuck if that's how you feel because no one is sending me feedback and I want feedback. We do. No, I like truly do um, because I have lots of ideas in my head and silly ideas to talk about and topics. Obviously, there's always Disney news coming out, but I really love giving like targeted help to folks. Absolutely. Um, so. And we've made it. We've made it to double digit episodes. Which hey, is, episode uh, 10. This is whir, definitely whir, whir. better than a lot of uh, upstart podcasts do <laughs> in that usually the like, I, I think it's there's probably some awful statistic, but it's. I presume most podcasts die within three episodes. Oh. So, well, like, they really... It's it's mostly, like, people figure out that they can't really we've schedule We've done them, it. So. so we've done it. We've succeeded. We've gotten <laughs> ten whole episodes, assuming I can post this one. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. But um, it is it is uh, fun for us to actually engage with people who, who are looking for something specific, too. Because right now, while we're super, super small... Um, and may always be, but uh, we have the opportunity to give really targeted uh, uh, information to people if that's what they want. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you, and uh, we will not see you later. That doesn't. Make that's sense. not. <laughs> that's not how this works. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Future, but no. Harold Potter. Props for rocking the chicken suit, but no props because you're a terrible guy, Al.